You're just two people shouting out barely related sentences in the same place. <laughs> you, have to, you have to listen to one another. Stephen Covey said it very beautifully. He said, most of us don't listen with the intent to understand. We listen with the intent to reply. One more rule. What about 2013? What about 2012? That was a decent year. What about 2011? You can go all the way back to the late 90s since they became a public company and started putting out these numbers publicly. It's the same every single year. Why? What percentage of retail traders lose money? What are they doing? Everything on the right-hand side of the chart we looked at earlier. What percentage of days do Goldman Sachs make money? 90. What are they doing? Everything on the left-hand side of the chart that we looked at earlier. It's not that difficult to work out if you know what you're looking for. So, shouldn't we be doing exactly what these guys do in our own trading accounts and become the most annoying clients of retail brokers in the world? <laughs> guys who make money. Everything that you've... ...of how to create content at scale and post-produced it contextual to the platforms that matter but that doesn't take away from the fact that I'm spending 11 to 14 hours a day being the CEO and COO of a thousand person global agency. So I have, I have some thoughts. Started from scratch, so I, I, I can remember and I understand and I know what has worked for me and others that look like me and what has kept a lot of people at this $700,000 a year in revenue business so I really think I can help. So please fire away. And I'm really, I'm honestly grateful to be here and I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Gary. My name is, is this on? My name is Robin Wilson. And I sat there all day long because I knew that this 55-year-old woman would only have a chance of getting here if I was closest to the mic and in the front row. So strategy pays. <laughs> Hacking always works. <laughs> Woo! Love it. So I have um, a specific question. So I only do social media marketing at our agency. We only do social and email, but social mainly on that forefront. But we serve a very particular mar um, vertical. We serve automotive. Okay. So we're a women-owned business that do social media marketing, their leader's 55 years old, like any of that gives a shit about anything, right? And we um, not only just serve the automotive industry, but we really kind of niche with subprime uh, dealerships. That's kind of where our forte is, is that non-intender market. Yes. And so my question... The past six months, maybe a little bit longer on LinkedIn, the curse words are beeped out. How come? Um... I 
I, I believe that I want a community manage um, when people are pushing back. And the LinkedIn community over a long period of time really was getting quite loud. I'm getting a million, I'm getting hundreds, and if not thousands of emails a day or DMs from people that are thanking me for telling them to go on TikTok. It's just arbitrage. But people dig in on the thing they know and aren't willing to kill the thing that got them there. I personally think that you're listening to people talk about these subjects because you have a lot on your mind and either you're trying to decompress or trying to find some type of direction. You know? You should get a food journal. F O O O journals. They're on Amazon. You might as well get one. You're up late at night listening to this stuff. Get your thoughts together. Get up. Get out. Get active. Stop slacking, buddy. Even following your advice, which is creating content and documenting the entire journey and process of our work. I love and it. actually has been working really, really well for us. Go figure. <laughs> What's been interesting is the type of people that follow us now are mostly like entrepreneurs that are Asian on the 30, which Makes is sense. exactly who I am. Yep. And uh, actually moved to Asia to be closer with that demographic. Interesting. And my question to you is, besides podcasting, what advice would you give entrepreneurs in Asia to build a personal brand? Well, I, I think podcasting is going to have a huge growth in that area. I also think that, you know, KOLs are disproportionately advanced in Asia, especially in mainland China and other places. So you know, the ability to tap into the influencer ecosystem in that world is quite advanced. I also think that there's enormous arbitrage on all the social networks out in Southeast. So we opened up Singapore right. because we think the media costs on Instagram and Facebook and all and the platforms that play, even Line, when we go full-time to Japan and South Korea, are even more underpriced than they are in America. Our global expansion has been... And the real reason is the stuff you've seen today. You've got to go straight to the source. So just don't waste years of your life. It's no skin off our nose if you do. We'll still be here. So here's our general website. We've got a new website, itpm.com. You can sign up for free seminars around the world, forward slash seminars. If you want to go straight to the online education, go to itpm.com forward slash education. We've got two programs. All the information's there online. We've got mentoring programs direct with our training mentors, and all the guys are hired on very strict requirements. They have to have been professional traders for years and made significant money. And they have to prove it. Trading accounts, IB agreements, itpm.com, trading accounts. And if you've got any further questions, 
go to the FAQ section, check all those questions. If you have any further, further questions, after you've seen the FAQs and the answers, send us a message through the website, through contact form. Or becomes the cliche, you know, ideological thing. There's still an incredible level of practicality, innovation, entrepreneurship. I guess ultimately, I admire the balance. Uh, to, the, the, the ability to engage and be engaged in things of that nature completely start with the seed of being heard. You know, somebody being heard is, is completely different than somebody. Of all evil. It's greed that's the root of all evil in a negative sense when you're harming other people. Money has a function and there's a positive greed. So, again, imagine your life or the world without money in it. Everything that you consume, everything that you experience these days is a function of the monetary system that's built up over hundreds of years. And we've come from the barter economy to be where we are today. Without it, society literally would not function. So understand it and respect it. That's the first thing. And understand the difference between positive and negative greed. And do the right things. And um, what you've also got to understand as well is money itself in enterprise for example there's only two inputs to enterprise capital and labor and what you've got to understand is that money itself is a commodity and labor is a commodity as well and they both have prices so capital has a price and labor has a price. So for capital, the price is interest. And for labor, it's the price that labor is willing to work for. So there's a labor market. And in any enterprise, there's just two in about. Please look yourself in the mirror and realize you're the one that has the ability to make the change that you ideologically believe in. What do you mean, it's your fault? I, that's what I mean. I Ninja Pimp Radio, Ninja Pimp Radio, Ninja Pimp Radio, Ninja Pimp Radio. Are you keeping it real? Radio. Are you staying solid? What the fuck does that even mean? Listen to Ninja Pimp Radio now. Everyone thinks they have all the answers, but do they? Do you? Listen to Ninja Pit Radio now. I know listening to all these people talk about all their success stories is probably, in some way, maybe weighing you down. You should try the Motion Potion. All natural, nootropic, made from mushrooms, cordyceps, lion's mane. So many different nootropics. Get your mind right. Motion potion. Buy it now. On Amazon. 
more an insight of, of you as a leader when you have those one-on-one -on -one conversations your door is open someone's coming to talk about a, a challenge or an idea um, if you could describe how do you prefer to use that time how do you empower people what how do you spend that time with them and some of our five minutes just for clarity for everybody um, I don't have a preference, and I don't think it's my place to have a preference on how it's spent. I have a preference that it happens because it creates context of a relationship with me and an employee, which begins the process of creating a safe environment to allow us to have actual conversations. So by the nature of the framework, it's already happening. As far as how it's spent, you would be fascinated. People use it to vent, people use it to actually have change be made, people use it to tell me something they've always wanted to tell me. Um, I don't really have a preference. My preference is that when they leave and they go home and they tell their best friend or their spouse, and if they ask how to go with Gary today, I know you're meeting with him, my preference is that it's a positive reaction, that they don't feel that I, my number one, the only thing I Ninja Pimp Radio, Ninja Pimp Radio, Ninja Pimp Radio, Ninja Pimp Radio. Are you keeping it real? Are you staying solid? What the fuck does that even mean? Listen to Ninja Pimp Radio now. Everyone thinks they have all the answers, but do they? Do you? Listen to Ninja Pimp Radio now. <laughs> I learned how to say motherfucker, man. <laughs> I get it. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for that honor. How can I help you? So my question, <laughs> we, are using, we are using an influencer to promote our brand. and You're up late right now listening to Ninja Pimp Radio. You know why? Because you're wondering about stuff and wondering if you should be wondering about it. This is the perfect podcast, radio station, or whatever it's called for you. Grab a pen, grab some paper, and learn from some people of what to do and what not to do. Hey, it's all for educational purposes only, buddy. To each his own. Ninja Pimp Radio. Enjoy. Ha. So you're really spending your time listening to pimps, hoes, and sugar babies, and sugar daddies, and ex-cons and felons talk. Why are you doing that? Huh? What's wrong with you? You got negative things on the mind? You're listening to Ninja Pimp Radio. Grab a pen. Grab a paper. As a matter of fact, go get a food journal. F-O-O-O journal. And write down these things. Stop listening. Start writing. Get up. Go. And an approach which is encompassing a lot of different strategies. And professional training strategies now are like one to three months. Unless you're quantitative. Okay? Once you go over a certain time horizon, it stops becoming trading and it becomes investing. Okay. Once you focus on the time horizon 
that still encompasses trading, there's many different strategies that you can deploy. Okay. And yesterday we talked about, for example, uh, when you asked me about the education of that of what traders would need by joining the industry. The first step is always to get like a broader overall understanding and broader education. Okay. The next step is actually finding that sweet spot within trading over those time frames that are trading, not investing. Finding that sweet spot that suits your personality. And this is something we always push in the Institute. It's like you have to have a systematic process. You have to understand that you need a broader perspective. Not everybody is suited. For example, 18, 24 months, I, from the tippy top, all the way down to the London office on the micromedia team, demanded as a dictator to move her from media to project management on two things. One, she was not having a good relationship with her managers and it was neither of their faults after I investigated personally. And two, through the series of her communicating with me, I thought that she had tremendous organizational skills. And I saw her yesterday and she was so happy. I'm a CEO who happens to also have tens of millions of followers on social media, does public speaking, I'm here for things like this, I'm stretched incredibly thin, and yet I was able to execute against that. And this is not me saying it for everybody who's listening to think I'm good or whatever. It speaks to intent. Either, let me save everybody a lot of time on this incredible mission that this podcast is on. Either a company is about its people or a company is about money. Any company that is publicly traded or has a board that has control over the CEO, she or he has to pander. Or so teaching you how to talk and how to listen. Many of you have already heard a lot of advice on this. Things like look the person in the eye, think of interesting things, topics to discuss in advance, look, uh, nod and smile to show that you're paying attention, uh, repeat back what you just heard or summarize it. So I want you to forget all of that. It is crap. <laughs> There is no reason to learn how to show you're paying attention if you are, in fact, paying attention. Now, I actually use the exact same skills as a professional interviewer that I do in regular life. Um, so, I'm going to teach you how to interview people, and that's actually going to help you learn how to be better conversationalists. Learn to have a conversation without wasting your time, without getting bored, and please God, without offending anybody. We've all had really great conversations. We've had them before. We know what it's like. The kind of conversation where you walk away feeling engaged and inspired 
or where you feel like you've made a real. This is where I keep going back to bat gap. You know, like I, you know, people like, we're not entitled to have everything come easy. I don't know why people think. Yeah, I, I was following your lead, but I think what we're saying, and I'm sure everybody who's listening, and by the way, I'm honored to be the first English guest. Um, I care about people's emotions and happiness and, and overall lively. That's what's happening in this room. You're not willing to kill the thing that got you to the dance when it no longer is the thing. And so you start justifying and you start shitting on the new thing, which gets you deeper in the hole. Then you feel even further behind. <clears throat> That's the game. That's the game. Thank you. You got it. Um, I have a <coughs> inkout just to uh, take a shot at this. I am about to launch a podcast. Yep. I have six guests lined up already. Will you be open to be my seventh guest for 15 minutes? <laughs> two minutes? 15. No. What about, what, what about two? Just two minutes. One question. You made a critical mistake, but, and I'll explain it. If you had booked four guests, I would have definitely done it. Oh, six people are lined up already. They're pre-recorded. Yeah, I get it. But if I could have been the fifth guest, I would be in. But now I'm going to wait to be the hundredth guest. So when I have 100. When you get 99 in the bag, you send me this clip and I'll do it. Done. Thank you. <clears throat> Gary, it is always good to see you, my friend. It's always friend. good to see you, Spanky. Um... I want to thank you again. I always do. I send you emails regularly I'm to thank aware. you. Um, no, I, 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 something that's... I, I know. I, and I appreciate you. You answered one at 6.30 in the morning on a Saturday, and I love you for that. <laughs> and both of them exist month to month. So we're talking about putting their card in the ATM machine at the end of the month and it says zero or has a negative balance. They exist. Because the senior traders have all got whopping mortgages in central, west, north London, wherever. Their kids are in private school. They've got expensive lifestyles. What goes in goes out. It has another consequence for you that you need to understand. If there's no opportunities to make money at investment banks, do good traders go and work at investment banks? No. They've all left. They've all gone to hedge funds. They've all left or left the Western world altogether, or they're operating in the Western world and doing their own thing and trading their own money because they can make more money doing that than working at an investment bank. What does it mean for you guys? It Gary, it is always good to see you, my friend. It's always friend. good to see you, Spanky.
Um, I want to thank you again. I always do. I send you emails regularly to thank you. Um, no, I, 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 something that I, I know, I and I appreciate you. You answered one at six thirty in the morning on a Saturday, and I love you for that. <laughs> has helped me, as you know, grow my company in two and a half years from zero to say it. a multi-million dollar business. You didn't fully say it. Huh? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead. And I, I got to tell you, I, you know, I'm not nervous speaking to Gary. I'm just so moved because... This guy is so real and so genuine and actually cares. Like, really fucking cares. Because, because, it, because it doesn't come out of mine. The second you understand how much abundance is in the world, you will change your behavior. Absolutely. I'm giving away all my best advice for free at scale. <laughs> I mean, do you know how many people in here have made money by literally parroting it directly? And I like that. That's what I want you to do. Of course I could have all those customers. I'm just not going to get around to it. Do you know how nice this is to hear? Admiration taxi cabs or bookstores... If you do not bring value to the end consumer, you should be disrupted. Go ahead. Yeah, so you uh, talked a lot recently in some of your videos about like whoever can hold their breath the longest is gonna win. And yes. so uh, can you, I guess, kind of ex like elaborate on that? Yeah, investment bank stock, you're giving them money to go out and generate business in primary markets and business in secondary markets. That's what you're doing. You're providing. Ha, ha, ha. So you're really spending your time listening to pimps, hoes, and sugar babies, and sugar daddies, and ex-cons and felons talk. Why are you doing that? Huh? What's wrong with you? You got negative things on the mind? You're listening to Ninja Pimp Radio. Grab a pen. Grab a paper. 
As a matter of fact, go get a food journal. F-O-O-O journals. And write down these things. Stop listening. Start writing. Get up. Go. Yes. I think one of your recent quotes was, uh, fuck your seven-day trial. Um, uh, and so... You let me explain. <laughs> no, let me explain. I think it will help. I'm not against seven day trials. I'm against the fact that the seed of the intent of that seven day trial was to get somebody in, give them nothing to make them pay. That's it. So we, we are unbelievably incapable of not thinking about ourselves first. And so when somebody comes along that thinks about it the other way, she or he can disrupt. That deck that I put out that a lot of people are making money on took money out of people who sell $1,800 decks. That makes me happy. No doubt. So, now, if that deck is valuable, mazel tov, but the reality is we've gotten into a place in internet marketing where that is not the case 98% of the time, and that's something that I think, you know, should be disrupted no different than tech. You know why nobody takes you serious? It's because you don't write your notes down. All you do is talk. You should just listen to Bash Ninja's radio. Grab a pencil, grab a pen, and just listen to it. Instead of sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Just do it. Bash Ninja's radio. Get to it. Hey, maybe so far on this broadcast you've heard only negative things. So what? Maybe it's positive to someone else. Maybe you heard something positive. Maybe it's negative to someone else. Get out your feelings. Get a food journal from Amazon. Write about it in there. Ninja Pimp Radio. Get up and get active. Stop listening to other people talk about what they're good at. Do your own thing, buddy. The food journal. Get one. We'll come on to that a bit later with... Uh... Risk, being able to assess risk properly. Because if you don't have total freedom, you can't assess risk objectively. So most people just don't understand this basic stuff about opportunity cost and the options that they have in the world that they have in terms of what they can do with their money. So if you just make some basic assumptions like, well, here's my deposit. If I just grew that at 10% per year, what's my opportunity cost? What do I value my freedom at right now if I take this mortgage? What's my payoff if the property's worth this and this and this and this? And what's my risk? What country am I in? Am I in a country that has a birth rate of one? Okay. I'm in a country that has a birth rate of 1, 1 1.2. Well, that means the population's going down 40 to 50% in the next 30, 40 years. 
because the previous generation just dies. And then what are you left with? A whole bunch of houses and half the people. So you've got to assess your risk properly. You're up late right now listening to Ninja Pimp Radio. You know why? Because you're wondering about stuff and wondering if you should be wondering about it. This is the perfect podcast, radio station, or whatever it's called for you. Grab a pen, grab some paper, and learn from some people of what to do and what not to do. Hey, it's all for educational purposes only, buddy. To each his own. Ninja Pimp Radio. Enjoy. So, just a little backstory, but I remember about a year ago, we were speaking on stage together in, in Sharjah near Dubai, right? Um, you opened the conference, I closed the conference, but what really touched me is how we... For a discovery to solve the discovery problem. But They're I... going to solve it. That's why the App Store was built. It was impossible to find apps at first, too. They'll build it when they feel like it's time. Discovery is a piece of cake. It's just at the mercy of the platform. Yeah, okay. The end. So, if so, if somebody is somebody is looking at the voice, somebody is looking at the voice source platform from a discovery point of view, it's gonna be totally on the mercy of Google and Amazon of the world, pretty much. Ish. Okay. And now you're gonna understand why I built a creative and media shop because it solves that. Our ability to create discovery because of our ability to create content at scale that's contextual for every platform and arbitrage against the media costs is greater than everybody else's on earth, thus gives me the opportunity to have a leverage point against anybody who's building Alexa apps right now because I can create the part that they can't. They become the commodity. I have the leverage. Got it. So if somebody is looking at building a product into this... But, real quick, and I yeah. apologize, I only have the leverage until Amazon flips the switch, and on Amazon.com, or on every Amazon package, or on Google's homepage, there's discovery for every app. We lived this. It was called Apple Apps. It wasn't hard. The first year and a half, there was no discovery. Got it. And then there was. So somebody is looking at building a product into this space, uh, you know, for, for a disc. That's where all the most successful traders in the world seem to come from. So let's find out how they make their money. Go online, type in Goldman Sachs 10K and type in the year. You'll find it in the first two links. It's out every year. It's an annual report. between pages 95 and 105. You will always find this chart. And it tells you the amount of money that Goldman Sachs makes or loses per day, how many days they make and lose. So what have we got here? Intervals of $25 million, okay? On the right-hand side, are days where they make money, the left-hand side, days when they lose money. 
and how much they make and how much they lose. So in the year 2015, Goldman Sachs made money on 212 days in the trading year and lost 38 days. And this is trading operations, pure trading. Nothing to do with M&A commissions or anything like this. So pretty skewed to the right-hand side. And you Damn, okay, I see you, way spinning and all that. Mm-hmm, okay. Just on my CLI Automated text reply We don't stop the mother guys Market share increasing Gotta get it up to 25 Increasing my engagement rate on 25 Like 20 times Who is he smoothly Always gonna shine Bash ninjas in the zone Off the throne Breaking microphones On the grind All the time Running through the VMG Edit lines Electroplated solution From pennies and the dimes As a matter of fact New drop shocker Extract W space Tac tac L after cat That's how you count the lines Run the rhymes, grab the rhymes, grab the, grab the rhymes. I'ma grab the, grab the rhymes. I'ma grab the, grab the rhymes. Yo, ice white, leaving haters blind. Virtual t-shirt designs, over wine. Two those times when we had to make a hater resign. Setting stones, color line, but pen test take way more time. Cut duct tape, where I align. Oh no, bro, no dough, so you're gonna get declined. Run it up like Rizza and Divine. Stay up in your place, spit bold, you get a sign going, glowing, blowing off a whim. Bash ninja wax transfer all on my tips. Checking haters with weak chins. I be whim news right out of Berlin. Your track with the best, like once again, pimp computers, pimp the pins, zero sum game. How can you win? Keeping leashes in the dog bin. My bash code always gonna spin. You hit me good, cause you do not know where to begin. It can be on your face, gotta be a man. You can mean mug smoothly, gonna grill, even icy, oh so froze. Yeah, they chose since way back then. But still, is my bench, but I guess it depends. Hold up, gotta let that seat bend. Oh, the sun trading for Rizzy Self on the weekends, do not approach the night. Weekend, every rhyme that I finish, they be like, Can you do it one more game? Rap like loop on the car side, my double pull up in the walk, yeah. Thomas selling no stocks, running through cold lines like I'm Dr. Spot, just all the automatic movement for the time clock. Women via phones, no silicone, reheating all the polymer plots. First batch of clay got botched, just made a tincture to capture aroma of the apricot. 52 crossbone, how I box, leaving haters, Molly Wild grinders in this box. The platter got a whip of the props at the bleed. That's where it be put up, and I set up shop. Rather handle it on my own. I don't ever gotta ever talk to cops. Make your stomach drop. Mad at me cause your company block. Came a long way from a block. But you must be stupid or just confused. If you ever think I'ma cease or stop. So Still my need four o'clock. Pick a clip, hair clip. They wouldn't let us in, so we had to pick a lot. Ha ha. Hummus stunning, running virtual wood, commas, haters don't want no problems. Uh, 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 LA barber shopping, but we run the plug. Yeah. You can't kill my buds, doing Sock what it does.
compliment you. Hey, you got swagger. Brother from Molly. Brother from Molly. You just feel there? Are you listening to this? What are you getting? I actually have a question. Okay, but what are you getting first? I'm getting the fact that I have swagger, but I don't realize it. That's that's the bullshit part of it. No, hey, 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 Molly, hear how they chuckling? Hey, they chuckling, but they're not chuckling at you. They're chuckling at that statement because they had that statement in their heads before, too. (laughs) They didn't know they had the swagger they got. They had to learn it. Okay, go ahead, Sean. Pardon me. Let me ask you a question, right? You go up in the gym, you know, your muscles are bulging, whatever, whatever. You know, you got your tight shit on. Mm-hmm. You see that she looking at you while you ain't hollering. Man, I don't hey, 347-Wait four, four, before you answer. 347-Wait before. He didn't say, give me an excuse. He said, <laughs> for you to reach in your motherfucking gut and say, why you didn't get at her? I didn't. I didn't have what it takes. That's, that's the manager at my company, and on the soft, I would argue that I am softer than ninety-five percent of the managers in Sweden. Even though on the internet, I'm a very outward, aggressive. American for an American personality because that's me as a communicator in content on the internet. The way I manage my people is very, very, very different. I would argue that the 43-year-old version of me as an executive has had to work over the last decade on radical candor. And so, you know, but on the flip side, what I would tell you is <clears throat> I think I create at my best, and I'd like to think I'm heading to my best, I create very safe environments. If you can get your employees to feel safe, they can be their best. However, I do think that some of the advanced laws in trying to create safety and balance also creates entitlement and softness. Can you describe what a soft leader is? You use the word soft. I use the word soft too. Yeah, I, I was following your lead, but I think what we're saying, and I'm sure everybody who's listening, and by the way, I'm honored to be the first English guest. Um, I care about people's emotions and happiness and, and overall livelihood. Okay, principle number two. Self-determination. So this one probably brought up the most questions in the comments section after the video went out over the last couple of years. Self-determination is the principle that underpins the two secrets of rent to own. So defining assets and liabilities properly and building and owning your own infrastructure. So, in terms of financial education and financial understanding, 
an asset and a liability, understanding what a perceived asset actually is. So people actually perceive certain things as assets when they're actually liabilities. And even after the video went out, it's unbelievable how many people still don't get it. Because it's, it really is just straight maths. And we use mortgages as the main example, okay? So let's start with a property, I don't know, somewhere down on this road. It's on the market for three million quid. If you get a mortgage, do you pay three million pounds for that property? No. You pay a hell of a lot more. So I'm gonna show you now. Hey, hey wipe the hey, donut hey, sugar hey, off your mouth. mouth. All right? Take a look at that. All of those dark marks, that's called hyperpigmentation. You know? And Coco Brulee, they got a scrub for that. And you should get it. Go to CocoBrulee.com. Get your skin together. Fix those bumps, man. You gotta moisturize. Coco Brulee. Use it to moisturize your skin. Coco Brulee. Go get it right now. What does a professional trader at a hedge fund do? First and foremost, protect the capital of their clients, so their investors. Make money in rising and falling markets. The professional traders are known as portfolio managers, PMs. And their only function is positive selection portfolio. Positions that they actually want to have. There's no market making activity. Their function is similar to the proprietary trading function. But it's 100% of the time. The only difference is just the nature of the business they operate in. So let's have a look at the differences in the nature of the business. So investment banks, where does the capital come from to allow an investment bank to operate? They're public companies. They've got public shareholders. When you invest in the investment bank's stock or their debt, if you invest in... You know, a different shit don't happen to me, but then that hurt me more worse than when you supposed to be loyal, and then none of that shit worked. So I'm like, damn, I put 14, 13 years of my life in that shit, and I got to go to this, and this better for me now, because I got five, six businesses going. Hmm. So now I ain't got to come outside every day like I used to rush to get outside and get on the plane and do different shit for this one thing. No, it was different, different now. Hmm. I got five, six businesses. I got shit I can wake up to and unlock the doors and turn the alarms on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, I'm, I'm more business minded now instead of me just being one track minded. Hmm. When I was growing up, I was more one track minded. I could get the money, but I'm fucked it up because I ain't number one track minded. Hmm, shit. 
know what I'm saying? I can always get a bankroll, but I'm always fucking it up because I one track mind. I ain't have no big brother be like, hey, you can go ahead and put your money in this. I'll go put your money in that. And this can grow. Yeah. Shit, it took me to be damn near 35, 36 to get an account. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> I'm used to seeing my money in my box. So yeah. My money back and still around me every day. I ain't used to seeing that shit somewhere else. And I got to keep call checking. That was different. Me have a credit card. I ain't got to use my money. Mm-hmm. Book me some flights and buy studio equipment. Like, I ain't, I want to know all that. Cause I'm hanging one track mind. But once you get with some more people, they be like, hey man, you got this much. Ninja Pimp Radio. Ninja Pimp Radio. Ninja Pimp Radio. Ninja Pimp Radio. Are you keeping it real? Are you staying solid? What the fuck does that even mean? Listen to Ninja Pimp Radio now. Everyone thinks they have all the answers, but do they? Do you? Listen to Ninja Pimp Radio now. I have that in me, but I promise you, please feel free to go very detailed. I I don't have a COO. I have a thousand people. I don't have a COO because I'm operating it. I'm making tangible operational decisions in the back room right now. I've just been very, very thoughtful. Go get you some Ripple's Wave Activator now, okay? much more thorough in what they do. This is the structure that you can go through of a typical hedge fund when you get the presentation. But for the purposes of today, because we've got a bit of limited time, just to understand the onshore management company and the offshore fund. So let's have a look at an example of a billion dollar hedge fund. A hedge fund that's got a billion dollars of assets under management. We're looking at this because the billion dollar number is the number in the industry that's considered to be the level at which you've arrived as a hedge fund. Below that, everybody's trying to get to a billion dollars. That's the golden number. So typically, you can start off with 50 to $100 million these days. It's still quite difficult to get. But you're aiming to grow in two, three, four years up to a $1 billion. That's when, it's, that's when you've considered to have, to have arrived. 
what are they actually doing? And I think it leads to a lot of bad things. That doesn't mean that I don't have compassion for people that are in precarious positions. It's just that I think it's very empowering for people to try to hack, to think, what are they going to do? Now, the final one was perspective, the P. We've already touched on that, which is I use perspective and gratitude a lot. My perspective leads to gratitude. You know, Uh, it it could be worse, right? My perspective is it could be worse. So as you went through this disruptive period, like what were some of the the life lessons, the uh, the big insights that you gained? I got affirmation from who I think I am, you know, during, ironically, oh my God, today is 9-11. So 9-11 was the first major event I had to navigate through as a leader. I was a very young kid in a family business. Then there was the Great Recession in 2008. As a, these are macro things. As an entrepreneur and operator, every day you're dealing with micro things, lawsuits, somebody's family's issues, clients, employees, but macro, 9-11, great recession. But I always, in the back of my mind, my friend, knew one thing. 9-11, I was a kid. I had, you know. I had... You know when nobody takes you serious? It's because you don't write your notes down. All you do is talk. You should just listen to Bash Ninja's radio. Grab a pencil, grab a pen, and just listen to it. Instead of sitting there twiddling your thumbs, just do it. Bash Ninja's radio. Get to it. Wake up every day excited to do and to give to the world. I have this weird blend of guilt and gratitude that I was gifted circumstances and an ability to communicate. And I want to leave that. I want to leave that. I, I, I want that legacy selfishly. And I want my, the, I'm addicted to admiration, right? And I think that admiration is only earned. You don't, you know, admiration doesn't come that they're like, I, I, let me rephrase. My definition of admiration is you don't get admiration unless you really do something really meaningful, deep. Like, like I, I'm amazed by athletes. I'm amazed by certain people's general beauty. I'm amazed by people's abilities to build companies or incredible art. But for me to admire someone, that means they've done something that really touched my soul. Like left, like they're incredibly um, just kind and generous and, and just they are, their humanity is on a scale above the rest. And I'm very focused on trying to create that. Now, that comes at the contrast of being a businessman. That's not where the world is looking at businesses. But, but it is my truth. I, I love... Well, you gotta live somewhere. 
So let's assume you rent over the 30 years for 20 grand. Spray the man miss, spray the man miss, spray the man miss, spray that 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 man miss, spray, 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 spray it on your skin, spray it on your skin, spray the man miss on your skin. One of the things that will, will attract different things to you is your smell. I mean, when's the last time you've taken a good whiff of your underarms? You should get the man mist. It's on Amazon. Change the way things approach you. Change the energy you attract with the man mist. Look better. Smell better. Feel better. Get the man mist right now. On Amazon. Cash on delivery, which would stop you from being able to buy from any of the distributors. The discipline that I was raised in to, you know, pay with what you had, right? And so I've scrapped. I'm most proud that for 21 straight years, I've had to make payroll and I have operations, building an actual business. So a lot of fancy other things have come along the way, but the connection point I feel for this room is quite high. I have a lot of thoughts about offense and defense, which is playing out in all of your minds. Um, and so I'd like to bring as much value as possible. So there's two mics that are lined up. So I think it's a good idea to line up. Um, good. Um, and, and, and I think, and I think just to create a little more framework for the Q and A, I know you want to come out and frame the Q and A. I just love having you here. That was such a good intro. Oh, really? Thank yeah, you. It's really good. Well, huh? You know, you know. Can I say one thing? Yeah, say so three you things. said you said this. You know, there was a disclaimer where somebody was like, "Hey, you gotta have to go out here and tell people that Gary likes to say the f word a lot." But then I was like, "Man, you know, swearing." Been entitled. You know, this is where I keep going back to bat gap. You know, like I. You know, people like we're not entitled to have everything come easy. I don't know why people think we are. It's not part of the life, you know, journey. Like, look at history, you know, like bad things happen and like really, really bad things happen. And I think people have become too materialistic and, and have gotten complicated in their need for acknowledgement from outside forces based on commercial successes 
or what car they drive, status. It's a, we're a very deeply, globally, globally, a very deeply um, insecure animal. And we need other people's opinions for validation. And I wish people could get validation from their process, not from the things that their process allows them to buy to make them look good to others. So, you know, I, I've learned some human truths that were suspicions. Um, and, uh, and I also... So they're making 20 million in management fees and 20% on the performance, 200. So they're making 40 and then 50%. People love to ideate or pontificate, uh, but they don't do. And, and so for me, this is a game about doing. So yes, be that change but be that change as somebody who does it within what they can control. You know, you knocking on the door of the CEO and demanding uh, X, Y, Z is very cute, but you're not sitting with all the context. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. Um, because this is the engagement podcast, um, can you um, try and narrow down what on... What is the number one driver of engagement in the workplace? The ability to listen. The number one driver of engagement is the macro and then the individual employees that make up the company's ability to actually listen. I, um, man, I, gosh, I, I really... So, Cultivating our ability to listen the as end. employees, um, as managers, is is a is a very important focus going forward for you and your your organization. It's the only thing I think about. Mm -hmm. If you think about the just to create some uh, levels of clarity here for everybody, the as you go down the scale, uh, I do think that there's um, uh, I think on the coasts of America. On the entrepreneurial level, there is a little bit um, uh, of a potential for burnout or too much overworking or working for the sake of working that I think is a little more balanced here from the startups that I've interacted with. Um, and so much of the same in the top 100 companies compared to the, com the world, which is much more to do on culture and people and marketing, um, and on the entrepreneurial front, a little bit more balance than I see in other places. Well, if you were recruited as a CEO of one of the big Swedish, say, media companies, because we have a few, what would people experience that was different in your leadership, do you think, compared to a Swedish... Because Swedish managers are not... Are well known to be hard and firm, and yeah. they're like more people oriented. Yeah, you know, I actually think that that's an interesting thing. So I'm gonna, you're you're doing something interesting here, which is you're using um, the data that you have 
in the macro. So I think one thing that you'll find fascinating is somebody who knows a little bit about my personality online. It was funny, I was smiling a little towards David. I would argue that I am the softest. You're up late right now listening to Ninja Pimp Radio. You know why? Because you're wondering about stuff and wondering if you should be wondering about it. This is the perfect podcast, radio station, or whatever it's called for you. Grab a pen, grab some paper, and learn from some people of what to do and what not to do. Hey, it's all for educational purposes only, buddy. To each his own. Ninja Pimp Radio. Enjoy. Listen to Ninja Pimp Radio right now. You're not doing anything else, buddy. Go ahead. What I would recommend is people to do what they're best at. And by the way, that is what I did with Vayner. Just so everybody knows, the first two years of VaynerMedia, first two years of VaynerMedia, all we did was community management on Twitter and Facebook. That was our entire business. Nothing else. Because that's what I was best at. I wasn't best at creative on Twitter in 2009. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. I was great at community management. Great. One more question. I made a bet with my friend that I'm going to shake hands with you. But I want half the fucking money. Nice to meet you, my friend. You're welcome. Nice to meet you. Thank you, brother. Hi, Gary. This is Gaurav from India. So, you know, I've been... Same here. So I've been into the voice first world for about a year and a half. I'm uh, sorry, one more time. I'm into the voice first world. The yes. voice first, you yep. know, building Alexa skills, yes. you know, the Google actions, and, yep. you know, for, for one and a half years. Fantastic. And largely, you know, what the challenge is that the disc. I'll see you at the pub. or so teaching you how to talk and how to listen. Many of you have already heard a lot of advice on this. Things like look the person in the eye, think of interesting things, topics to discuss in advance, look, uh, nod and smile to show that you're paying attention, Uh, repeat back what you just heard or summarize it, So I want you to forget all of that. It is crap. (laughs) There is no reason to learn how to show you're paying attention if you are, in fact, (laughs) paying attention. use the exact same skills as a professional interviewer that I do in regular life. Um, So, 
I'm going to teach you how to interview people, and that's actually going to help you learn how to be better conversationalists. Learn to have a conversation without wasting your time, without getting bored, and please God, without offending anybody. We've all had really great conversations. We've had them before. We know what it's like. The kind of conversation where you walk away feeling engaged and inspired, or where you feel like you've made a real connection, or you've been perfectly understood. There is no reason why most of your interactions can't be like that. So I have ten basic rules. I'm going to walk you through all of them. But honestly, if you just choose one of them. And master it, you're already enjoy better conversations. Number one, don't multitask. Wake up every day excited to do and to give to the world. I have this weird blend of guilt and gratitude that I was gifted circumstances and an ability to communicate, and I want to leave that. I want to leave that. I I. I want that legacy selfishly, and I want my. The, I'm addicted to admiration, right? And I think that admiration is only earned. You don't, you know, admiration doesn't come that they're like. I, I let me rephrase. My definition of admiration is you don't get admiration unless you really do something really meaningful, deep. Like, like I, I'm amazed by athletes. I'm amazed by certain people's general beauty. I'm amazed by people's abilities to build companies or incredible art. But for me to admire someone, that means they've done something that really touched my soul. Like left, like they're incredibly, um, just kind and generous and and just they are their humanity is on a scale above the rest for you and that's okay too there is no right answer that's right appreciate it kimbo says what's up by the way i love that thank <laughs> you bro hey gary what's going on man uh, i just want to say thank you uh it's been just awesome uh hanging up out here. By the way, this is unbelievable. So like, I'm so sad right now and happy. Literally, I wanted to extend this aggressively. On the queue here, it says, last question, need to call your daughter. So I gotta go, but go quick. Okay. I'm so sorry for everybody, just hit me up, but I clearly used that to make you feel sad. <laughs> it works. So uh, as a CEO, taking a business, you know, working uh, with clients uh, that are bringing in like 50 to 100 mil, what was the mindset shift that you had to work with the big boys, like the, the Fortune 500s? Nothing. 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 I let them come to me by being historically correct with what their customer was going to do. The reason I win often is because I'm not worried about the person in the middle. Got it? Yeah. I didn't change for them. They changed for me. Why? 
because I focused on you. The end customer is the leverage, not the relationship with the person that writes the check. If you're playing long. The capital for them to do that. What you do with a hedge fund is different if you invest in a hedge fund. So what are these guys doing? Well, the clue is in the name, hedge funds. They're usually hedged. They're hedging out risk. And they've usually got diverse, long, short portfolios. And really, a hedge fund is just simply a business structure. If you have a certain type of structure, you're a hedge fund. So it's just the way the business is structured. And there's two entities that you really need to focus on for the purposes of today. It's the management company and the offshore fund. So you have an onshore management company and an offshore fund. The management company, company typically charges 1% to 2% to manage the assets under management, the AUM. And an annual performance fee is charged on the fund, on the assets of the fund, when they make money. Not what they produce for me in the short term as an employee of my company. I don't know what else to say. I care more about, I look at our voluntary retention numbers 10 times more than I look at our profit margin. And I'm, I'm an HR driven CEO, not a CFO driven CEO. Here's why, I want to create clarity for everybody who's listening. Cause I'm playing forever. I own my businesses. I'm, so for me, I can do things that lead to retention and a real relationship because I'm not held accountable to Wall Street or a public market or a board or am so money hungry that I want a yacht. And I believe most are. Do you, because you do have a lot of people um, interacting with you. Can you talk a little bit how you scale that personal connection, your ability to see the per- say you, the person that you work with, the person behind the employee? How can you scale that when you have thousands of people around you? So we have a thousand in our ecosystem at VaynerX, all the companies I have under VaynerMedia. The process of creating content around something they're passionate about, which will always do better than something you're not passionate about. And that over time, that may lead to something that can pay you 30, 40, 80. I I tend to be like, yeah, I tend to not, you know, people are always like, Gary, you always talk about, you you know, giving and all this stuff, but I'm being taken advantage of. I'm like, you're choosing to be, taking advantage of. Everybody's a big girl and boy in here. You're more than welcome to say no. 
Warp to go through a big transformation at VaynerMedia, we're creating a very uncomfortable minimum fee for yearly retainer or we're not gonna talk to you. That's just where we're at now. That's what I think is the right thing. So I think it's a personal question and I think you should test both. I always tell people, ask for a little bit more money on the next scope just as a testing mechanism because a lot of you have subjectively decided on your ceiling. Or one person said no and you're like, fuck, the market doesn't want it. No, no, one person doesn't want it. Awesome, thank you. you. Got it, bro. Hey, Gary, how you doing, man? Very well, bro. My name is Salvador. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you, man, you know, just for being here, for everything that you share. I moved from Cuba two years ago, and I learned English listening to your podcast, man. Like To remember what I did, knowing there's a wide range of people here who are a one-woman shop to people that are trying to go from seven to eight figures. Very honestly... I want to really move this into a very aggressive Q&A session because I think, you know, just based on how many people hit me up on LinkedIn and on Twitter over the last 24 hours about this, you know, the far majority of this room at least has some level of context of what I'm going to talk about or what I believe, and I don't think that brings you the most value. I think what brings you the most value is probably ironically, and it's fun to see Maribel here, who I've worked very closely with for quite a long time, like I'm extremely proud of my operational capability for all those incredible things that I heard, you know, in the intro just now, which are super fancy and really surreal for me to think about. What I promise every one of you when I think about business that I'm most proud of is 21 years ago, I walked into my dad's store and he decided, because he was passionate about it, to renovate the house. This is like family business shit. And I was in charge. Now, I'd been in the business since I was 14, every weekend, every summer vacation. My dad knew that I Go get you some Ripple's Wave activated now, okay? So, <laughs> I don't really know. I can't help every single person, like, um, so I'm really trying to, like, do all the videos I could possibly think of to help all of y'all. 
So I came up with this clever idea of doing one called 10 Things Smart Sugar Babies Never Do. <laughs> so if you're doing anything on this list, then you're not a smart sugar baby and you might need to schedule a consult with me. I have a new thing on my booking site called Ask Dash. Cute, right? But you can like book like a consult with me and we can like chat, girl. We can like talk about whatever you want to talk about, lifestyle, business, glam, whatever. Um, and I can help you figure out your life. And then, of course, I have my mentorship program, which is super dope. It's now available on my main website. All of that will be below in the description box. But if you're new here, make sure you subscribe. Thank you. Um, and yeah, like, we finna really get it. So where you're just all the time buying lottery tickets in different formats, trying to get huge amounts of upside because you've got nothing and you're trying to get excessive amounts of money with excessive amounts of risk, looking to play the lottery all the time. You just won't need to. So it's something that you should really aim for, in my opinion, in your life. If you can get your dream life by 35, 40 years old, you're going to do excessively well in your 40s and 50s and 60s. Okay, principle number two, self-determination. So this one, probably brought up the most questions in the comments section after the video went out over the last couple of years. Self-determination is the principle that underpins the two secrets of rent to own. So defining assets and liabilities properly and building and owning your own infrastructure. So in terms of financial education. Coco Brule. All natural experience at www.cocobrule.com. Just social media. I did direct mail. It was search. It was email marketing. And I took it way back because I knew that a lot of people in the room had no marketing budget. And it made me remember something that is super fun for me, which is literally week one out of college, no marketing budget, I printed a bunch of 20% off by the case of wine things on a picture I made in some sort of version of old school, photo, not even Photoshop yet. I, I mean, I was so computer illiterate. I couldn't even like know what I was doing. And I remember it had a crab, literally a crab, like there was a default picture of a crab in a beach and I like was like, that's fine. And I put that there and, and then made dotted lines and it said 20% off on a case of wine, non-sale items. I printed a hundred of them, came to the store the next day, parked my car, ran in, opened the store, 
told one of the kids to keep an eye on the shop and drove to the Short Hills Mall and literally put those flyers on windshields for an hour and a half. And the broader education first, you can always adapt and always be flexible if something's not working. You understand how a systematic process works and then you can shift your systematic process over time to adapt to market conditions. And actually like mentors that we have right now, because they've done so much in the past and so many different things within the trading remit. Guys like Tristan, for example, have been long only managers. They've been long short portfolio managers. They've been short-term traders on trading desks of hedge funds. And actually, a guy like Tristan would be amazing to speak to about this. And he actually gives a seminar in Australia, literally called Matching Personality to Process, where if your personality is more suited to things, you should be concentrating on that. But you shouldn't concentrate on it from the outset. Retail traders jump in to uh, short-term trading typically because they think that this is what they have to do. Or they jump into stuff that think their personality is uh, matched to from the beginning. All the guys that are left over who can't move to hedge funds, who don't have the talent, who don't make money trading, and don't have enough money to trade with their own money. That's what's left. You're going to be sitting next to them, learning how to trade off them. And they don't even know how to do it themselves. Because all they do is stick things in a machine. There's also another consequence to this. And we call it in the industry, the race to zero. These algorithms, which are so prevalent in the industry, and we have a gentleman here, Corvin. Corvin's a hedge fund manager who's down here to talk to you today about that later. We'll go over the basics here. The algorithms have destroyed all short-term opportunities in publicly traded assets to make money. Because that example that we looked at before, where the machine is buying on behalf of the client $10 million of Apple at 500 there's machines built to predict what that machine is doing. And they buy the Apple before the machine buys it. Europe, actually, that one of the reasons innovation is difficult is heavy-handing restrictions. This is where an American business point of view of deregulation and openness, I think... <laughs> have time? You aren't. Don't have time to, you know, spend 
a lot of hours with your children and give them wisdom and love, you might have a more challenging relationship when they're older. Don't have time, don't get results. What I would tell them is they're making decisions and valuing something that's less valuable than this for the growth of their business. Thank you. You're welcome. What's happening, Gary? Life is good. I'm Dre Harris from Arizona. It's I've a real been, pleasure. Yeah, I've been dreaming about asking you a question. I've watched like 600 of your videos probably. Thank so, you, bro. Yeah, I'm a fan. But I would consider myself like a recovering bro marketer, if you will, sure. right? I was like a total whore for every yep. uh, marketing tactic trick of the day, all that it. bullshit, right? Yep. And so uh, your content in large part has really been the Can catalyst. Can I tell you about that real quick because it's yeah. going to bring value? Yeah. I, I always love that story because what made you that guy when deployed against something more meaningful is going to create results. I believe I you. see it all the time. Yep. You know? Yeah. It's just a dis... I'm proud of you, bro. I'm proud of you. Let's go. <laughs> Hold on a second. I don't think it turned out. Go ahead. Not yet. Hi, Gary. This is Raphael. And labor is a commodity as well. And they both have prices. So capital has a price and labor has a price. So for capital, the price is interest and for labor it's the price that labor is willing to work for so there's a labor market and in any enterprise there's just two in live from the blade live from your train station live from your bus stop live from your front porch live from the greyhound bus station Live from the corner, your corner store, where it's Ninja Pimp Radio. Listening to people talk about nonsense and listening to people tell you some smart stuff too. It's a bunch of random all the time. Ninja Pimp Radio. Get up, get active, get outside. One person from this neighborhood, and now everybody is against each other. You know what I mean? You got neighborhoods that used to get along with each other. Neighborhoods that used to be like this, they might as well have been damn near the same gang. But one person from over here kills one person from over there, and now they eternal enemies. Yeah, it's a fucked up cycle, like missing bitch say, on and on. Kansas City, Missouri is like Chicago on the cool, if not worse. Yeah, you go down to Kansas City too, I'm already knowing.
Went to Pasadena on weekends. And the Denver Lions and Project Gangsters was totally different. Right, yeah. In terms of self-determination, true self-determination means you are totally in control of your finances, not somebody else. So not a bank. If you can get your dream life by 35, 40 years old, you're going to do excessively well in your 40s and 50s and 60s. Like an entrepreneur, not someone over the last decade when it got cooler decided they wanted to be one, but an entrepreneur. Uh, it's like being a fish and now here's the water. Like to me. And the real reason is the stuff you've seen today. You've got to go straight to the source. So just don't waste years of your life. It's no skin off our nose if you do. We'll still be here. So here's our general website. We've got a new website, itpm.com. You can sign up for free seminars around the world, forward slash seminars. If you want to go straight to the online education, go to itpm.com forward slash education. We've got two programs. All the information's there online. We've got mentoring programs direct with our training mentors and all the guys are hired on very strict requirements. They have to have been professional traders for years and made significant money. And they have to prove it. Trading accounts, IB agreements, itpm.com trading accounts. And if you've got any further questions, Go to the FAQ section, check all those questions. If you have any further, further questions, after you've seen the FAQs and the answers, send us a message through the website, through contact form. And we have two acronyms at the Institute, which I'll leave you with. GTFOH and DFIU. Get the fuck out of here and don't fuck it up. Borrow it even, but I fucking built it. So I've had this huge 12-year accomplishment. And what I get for it is to start over with zero. And I'm thrilled because I accomplished what I wanted, which is I wanted to do something great for my parents. Wow. That took humility and patience. I'm at 34. I start VaynerMedia in the conference room of Buddy Media because I don't have any money for us to pay rent. I did not know that. So I'm, I started over at 34. Wow. And being a media, what year was that? That must have been 2009, 2010. That's right. I was born in 75. Wow. Wow. You're about a year older than me. You know, that... and, so, and so, you know, this goes back to excuses and accountability. Sometimes I meet people that are like, yeah, but your dad handed you something. I'm like, that's what you've manipulated my story into. Let me tell that's you the truth. Interesting. That firstly, so much respect for you. I did not know that part of your story. Well, I'll I tell you why you don't know it. 
I'll, you, let me tell you why. Um, let me take it even further. Yeah, yeah. You know why you don't know it? Because what? I didn't want to make, I thought when I started getting notoriety that I didn't want to tell that story because I thought that it didn't shed good light on my dad. Uh-huh, right. I thought that some people would take it as like my dad fucked me. Right. Because I'm an immigrant and I know that our framework is different than the masses. So Anton, uh, we've just spent the day in the city. Yeah. We revisited some old haunts today. Yeah. You're obviously looking back on it with the perspective of someone who has spent a lot of time in the city. As a young guy, how did you come into it and start and actually figure out the world of trading? That's a good question, Mike. Figuring out the world of trading, wow, okay. Took a long time. Uh, I started as a retail trader. Right. And I was trading with my own money as a teenager. And then went to university, carried on, and then was hired by Goldman Sachs. And I never really started genuinely figuring it out until I was actually in the city. Because there is an investment spectrum. And when a professional trader uses the phrase investment spectrum, what they're talking about is on one side, all the way over here, on one extreme, you have, for example, value investing. And then all the way on the other extreme, you have short-term trading. And in between, you have men. Are you talking to me less? Do you, need do you need some leeway with your financial P&L? Do you need me to rah-rah the troops? Do you want me to go talk to the most senior client because the client that you work with, which is the second most senior client, is giving you a very difficult time? I am in the ambulance, firefighting, emergency doctor, bat phone business. I am only built to act in helping for you to succeed within this framework. It's, it's, it's kind of massive that somebody says that to you. I would be almost moved if my manager said that to me. Uh, and I believe when you look at our organization, the people that have been with me for seven, eight years, the people that are winning the most really see it. And the people that don't hear it and think it's a think it, they deploy cynicism that I just want to hear myself speak and it's an ideology and that I won't actually do it because what's amazing about employees is how many, and this, by the way, I'm going to set this up on the podcast. I'm actually very excited to say this. I actually think for all the very thoughtful conversation we just had, I can feel it in my body right now. This piece of content may be the piece that brings the most value. I am blown away. Every entrepreneur who's listening right now knows one thing that I know, that your business is your second child, is your third child, is your fourth child. I have no idea how many children everyone has. That's the answer because I'm treating my business like a parent. You know, it's almost like your garden, right? Those tomatoes are gonna come out. That's you with, with the macro. I can't control mother nature just like I can't control the world. 
but I can maximize my tomatoes this year if I do good behavior. And that's how I think about my businesses. You got your perspective. I just want to be happy. Don't you want to be happy? What interests you about Sweden and business here? A couple things. One, you know, one of the great advantages of my life is that I was born in the former Soviet Union. And so, and then my first business, which was a family business, which obviously means I love it so much, like a child, was in the wine business. So the amount of time I spent in France and Italy, Spain. So as an American, and I think, you know, obviously I moved to the U.S. when I was three. And for, like any place, there's things that you like or don't like about things. But obviously I'm I'm a proud American and have a, especially as an entrepreneur, as you can imagine, there's a lot of pride in the framework of entrepreneurship in America, which is at the top of class. Teach astronomy! At my school, Jesse Jackson, O.J. Simpson, at Turner School for Boys, we have some of the best lubricants from Kemet because we're going to teach sex education! Today, I'm going to show you how the devil moves. Y'all come on in. I'm going to show you her tricks of the devil. Shout out to everybody in the building. I acknowledge you. What's good? Sips orange juice. Sit your ass down and listen. I'm about to talk. Yes, I'm still talking about young Farrell. Young Sparrow. I think young Farrell is very intelligent. And he's saying the same shit I'm saying. In a different way, but keeping y'all stagnant because he's a false prophet. I'm like Birdman with my hands when it come to these niggas. You know why young Farrell had to expose me? Young Farrell had to expose me because he knows personally who I am. Knows me personally. He knew me personally. He been in my presence. He know my intelligence. I know dude's intentions. I know, I'm going to break down how he a false prophet. I can even go step by step through his video, push pause, and break down everything he's saying and show you how he's playing the trick on you. I could do the whole thing on all these niggas. Young Farrell said he gonna try to make me famous. Nigga, I got 74,000 people on YouTube alone. 50,000 people on Facebook. 13,000 people. Yo, what the fuck is you talking about you gonna give me fame? I got my own audience. I don't got ads on my shit. You ain't gonna see no ads on my shit. I ain't doing this for money. But you just like Brother Polite, nigga. Everything he's doing, he's getting paid, nigga. This nigga's a fucking agent. If you look at the scheme, it's right in front of your face. This nigga... Elves, thus having to ask deeper questions than just financial success. I, uh, I'll just add one more thing. I know you want to move on because I'm getting a little long-winded here, but I'm excited because I love this subject matter. When every entrepreneur who's listening right now knows one thing that I know, that your business is your second child, is your third child, is your fourth child. I have no idea how many children everyone has. That's the answer because I'm treating my business like a parent. Or your spouse. <laughs> yeah, but, but even more like a parent, and I'll tell you why. With a spouse or a partner, that's a, a lateral relationship, whereas a child or a business, you're in charge of it. You're grooming it. You know, 
it's almost like your garden, right? Those tomatoes are gonna come out. That's you with, with the macro. I can't control mother nature just like I can't control the world, but I can maximize my tomatoes this year if I do good behavior. And that's how I think about my businesses. Mm. Um, what are the weak sides of your leadership? In t- I do not like negativity. And so in my early years, since I started running companies right from the beginning, my historic vulnerability that I continue to work on and is far great in a better place than it used to be is in my unbelievable disdain for confrontation and negativity, I wasn't uh, candorous enough and would say in a better place than it used to be is in my unbelievable disdain for confrontation and negativity, I wasn't uh, candorous enough and would 